Welcome back, everyone. I'm Sarah Peck, and this is the Startup Pregnant Podcast. Hello, 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 everyone. I am so excited to be in the middle of summer and enjoying time out in the sun at the pool and exploring the beautiful outdoors with my kiddos again. I live in a place where it gets to be quite wintry. So it's so nice when summer comes. Here in New York City, we have the air conditioners on when we are inside. We have the sunscreen on when we are outside. And we are back to daily baths, (laughs) which I'll be honest with you, since adding a second kid, we have not always done bath time this time around. I think with the first kid, it was like, what is the routine? We'll get the routine down. And we were very meticulous about making sure that every everything was in place. The second kid came along and I don't know, I was like, one of you will get a bath at one point and that'll be fine because it's much more of a scramble of getting kids to bed. But when summer comes, when summer comes and you pile on the sunscreen and then the sweat and then more sunscreen and then bug spray and then sweat. And then we went to the sandbox and my eight month old just took fistfuls of sand and like smeared it across his face and ate it. I decided as a parent that I should probably bathe my children more regularly. So we are back to our daily bath. Unless we go in the pool, that kind of counts, right? Anyways, today is a summertime episode. It's a shorter one than normal. I am so glad to have you all here. Thanks for listening. And I hope you're having a great summer because that is the theme of today's episode. I interrupt this podcast with a public service announcement. We are launching the first course in our Startup Pregnant School. We have our first course, The Art of Asking. It's all about asking for what you want and getting more of it. It is now live. You can find it at startuppregnant.com slash ask or go to startuppregnant.com slash courses to see what we are building. Several years ago, I wrote a piece called The Art of Asking and it went viral. 300,000 people read it right away and then I turned it into a mini book that became one of the best performing lead magnets on my site. I also turned it into a talk, and I give this talk on the art of asking at conferences and at companies, and I have since taken that talk and turned it into a self-guided on-demand course that you can watch in just under, a little under two hours. In this course, I cover things like knowing what it is that you want and grounding yourself in your why. And if you don't know what you want, I have exercises to help you figure that out and find clarity around what it is that you want. I talk about the art and science of manifestation and like why there's actual scientific evidence and psychological evidence for parts of manifestation and tools like priming and how they actually work. I have visualizations for you to use and you can use them over and over again. And then I go through step-by-step specific scenarios like asking for people to reply to your messages or making really difficult and challenging announcements as a company or how to negotiate in a relationship when you're trying to ask your partner for something and it's really hard for you to figure out why you're not being heard. And then I have five big picture strategies for how to position yourself and be really clear and effective in the way that you're presenting and asking for what you want. 
If you want to check out the course and see the whole curriculum, it is live for the first time ever. Go over to startuppregnant.com slash ask and you can head over to our website. The link is right there in our show notes and take a look through the course. There's a preview. You can take a look at some of the lectures as a sample to get a feel for it and see the entire curriculum before you even think about buying it. I have had people tell me that even just one of the strategies, and I go over five big picture strategies and then five scenarios, and I have a cheat sheet of this one pager of rules you can print out to help make asking for what you want easier. I have people tell me that just one of the rules alone changed how they walked into a room and how they make asks, every single ask going forward. They love the ideas so much that I am already thinking about creating an advanced course with more strategies and tactics. But for now, check out The Art of Asking. It's available over on our website. If you struggle with asking or you want to become a better negotiator, either in your business life or in your personal life or both, go check it out. This was a huge work of production over this past summer. We just finished putting the course together and I am so excited to bring it to you all. Welcome to the Startup Pregnant Podcast, where we talk to creative leaders about what it means to be an entrepreneur and a parent. I'm your host, Sarah K. Peck. So before we dig in, I just want to say, if you are listening and you don't have kids yet, and you are listening because you're getting parenting insight and you're gleaning different stories of what it's like to have kids, I want to say that summertime is one of those times that I didn't realize was as crazy as it is. And that's because I think you think of like summertime, like summer vacations, summer break. Remember when we went to school and we got summers off? Like all of that is well and fine until you are a person with a job and the job is full time. (laughs) And so know that summer is a thing for parents and that it is full of gaps and challenges with childcare. School's out. Where do the kids go? Well, summer camp for one or other alternative daycare possibilities, but or if you have a nanny, you can work with a nanny, but the logistical scheduling nightmare that is childcare, especially in the summer, there's this week at the beginning of the summer where school lets out, but summer camps haven't started yet, and it's different for every single school in every single city. So there's always this gap that happens on the East Coast, it tends to happen in June, like last week of June. And then at the end of summer in late August, middle August, late August, Labor Day week period, there's this other gap where there are like, there are a lot of schools I know where (laughs) they do, it's like two half days, two days off and then two half days and then one full day. And you're like, great, my kids are in school for like two half days and they're home for two days. So when do we work? Do we work? Who works? I don't know. It's like the existential question of the modern era of like, if we have two working parents, what actually does happen to the children? Like, have we solved for that yet? And what does it look like? And it's really fascinating. You all know that we're looking at this as part of the bigger philosophical questions of this podcast of like, what does it look like to work? And what does it look like to parent? And how did the two of them intersect? A great place to start your research, if you are the kind of person that likes researching things like this, is just looking at summer and how people deal with the summer, quote, holiday. Fun trivia fact for everyone. Did you know that school only provides about 180 days out of the year of coverage? So quick back of the napkin math, you know that there are 364 or 365 days in a year. 180 
is not 365. So what about the rest of the days? Well, luckily there are weekend days. So there are 104 weekend days, but there are still 81 other days to cover in terms of holidays and gaps. And the real question is, who has 81 days of holidays? Because I want that life. But all kidding aside, it's a serious question. What do you do with 81 days of coverage every single year where you need backup care or childcare or school doesn't cover it and you are either an entrepreneur or you maybe are working part-time or you're working full-time or you have two people working full-time? The logistics are something that my partner and I talk about all the time. We use it as a joke for whenever we are talking about things that get they, they get cumbersome and not interesting. And we say, oh, are we falling into the logistics trap again? Are we just having conversations around logistics? Because when we communicate to each other and we just talk about logistics, it's not really an interesting, soul-satisfying, like deep need of a conversation. And it's not about the ideas that we want to be talking about, but it is a whole lot of like, did you register the kids for this particular program? And did the paperwork get filled out? And does the school know that this is happening? And I can't live a life that's just logistics because I don't feel like that's fully living. So we use it as a way to escape the trap that is talking about logistics all the time. Speaking of which, here at Startup Pregnant, we are setting up for summer vacation and we will be taking a break from this podcast for the entire month of August. We will be back after Labor Day this fall. And I wanted to take some time and kind of reflect on where this podcast was and where we started and then just share with you some of my process for why we decided to take a summer break and why I'm so excited about it and how I made that decision as a person, as a business owner, and as a match for my audience. So come back with me in time. When we look back, it'll be just about two years since launching the podcast. We launched the podcast in September of 2017, and I started the fundraising and the outreach earnestly in June of 2017. And we launched straight away in September 17, 2017, and we didn't take a break during the summer of 2018, even though I had thought about it and I wanted to. I was like, oh, this would be a nice time to take a break. I don't know why, looking back, why I didn't. I think I wanted to continue some of the momentum. I really wanted to stay steady and consistent. And I had, I was just starting to get a lot of people reaching out to me that said they listened to every single episode which is amazing, right? They were, they, people were telling me, I look forward to a new episode every week. I've listened to every single one. I'm so excited. This podcast means so much to me. And I was and am so honored. But it made me scared to take a break. It made me a little nervous as a business owner. And I think I really went full tilt into we will produce a new episode every Monday or else. Like we will just go big or we will go home. At the same time, in the fall of 2018, we were gearing up for my parental leave and preparing for the birth of my second child. And to be honest, this podcast has been running since we started planning for it right when my kid, my first kid turned one and launched it the fall after he turned one. Then I got pregnant. When he was one and a half, I got pregnant with my second child and the podcast was up and running. Then I was pregnant for most of 2018 while running a podcast weekly and then gave birth to a second child in the fall of 2018 and kept the podcast running week over week over my maternity leave up until now. I have an almost one-year-old and an almost three-year-old. No, I have a three-year-old. He already turned three. I have a three-year-old and an almost one-year-old. And 
We have been running this podcast nonstop for almost two years. I mean, I am really impressed with myself and I'm so proud that I did it. And I think it was an ambitious, I don't like the word ambitious. It was a driven challenge. It was really cool to do. But I also know as a human and as a business owner that I need a freaking break. Like I need to take a little bit of time off. And I don't think I did the best job in designing the podcast to allow for breaks. Or maybe to give a little more leeway and a little more generosity, I thought I could batch a lot more and really take a break. But that hasn't turned out to be true. When I do batching, I still have like the entanglement of threads of things that need to be done and shipped in real time. I still listen to the episodes when they go live and I can't fully detach from things that are publishing. So I haven't yet found a way and a good process for taking a break from the podcast while the podcast is still living and breathing. If I were to be, if I were working with anyone that wasn't myself, if I were advising somebody and I were talking to them about this project, I would have told them to take a break a long time ago. So it's really interesting to watch the whole like, take your own advice versus giving advice, um, why there's always such a difference or like heal or heal thyself. We often have really smart and interesting and useful feedback and advice for other people, but it can be really hard to internalize and do. And I think I need to take an honest look and realize that if I were applying my my business planning lens to myself, again, I would uh, schedule in more breaks. Many of you also know that I set up a plan to experiment with running my business over my maternity leave last year, and we were able to do these weekly episodes of the podcast. And I even ran the entire mastermind program over my leave, which was so cool to be able to do. And I I set it up as an experiment because I wanted to learn from the experiment. I wanted to see like, can parts of these business operations run while I am taking leave? And for the most part, they did. I was able to go on leave and be about 10 to 20% dialed into work, not very much, because I had an operations point person. I had guest teachers taking my place. I had set the schedule of the mastermind so that I didn't need to be on during those first three months postpartum. And the podcast, I had recorded six months of episodes and edited three months of episodes in advance. So I was able to take leave from the business. But that's a different thing. That's, that is because as a human, I was birthing another human. That's a different thing from a business taking a break or from a person taking a break, which I think are also important. And I forgot to layer in probably out of fear, right? Probably out of, of worry. It's hard to also then schedule your vacation when you feel like you're just getting back into work and you're trying to stay caught up or stay in the mix or just maintain any momentum that you built. So what actually ended up happening was a little bit different than what I had planned. I wanted to be six months in advance, and we ended up being about three months in advance for the podcast. And shipping new episodes became really challenging and really time-consuming at a time when I was even scarcer for having extra time, and I was more in need of rest in that postpartum period. Because recovering from, doesn't matter, one kid, two kids is no joke. And it's not a marathon. People are like, oh, it's not. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But a marathon is done in a day and you recover in like two weeks. It's an everyday, long-term kind of pacing. It is something that takes a lot of attention and consistency to stay rested enough to be able to use your brain and sane enough to be able to make good decisions and 
wise enough to slow down to really understand like, okay, I'm in this for the long term. I want to stay steady. And I, as a human being, I'm also an integral part of this business. So we are taking a glorious, wonderful, amazing August break. And to make it truly a break against the advice of some of my business friends who say that consistency is queen, even I say this at times, I think I have an episode scheduled to come out at some point in the next year that's like, consistency, stay consistent. I do believe stay steady, stay consistent, stay here. But in order to truly make it a break for me personally as a business owner is that I need to know that we are not going to be publishing episodes over the next month. It is so important that we take a full break from publishing for my brain, for my sanity, for recalibration, for recharging, that even if it would be better for me to release weekly episodes, I am going to go against that as a business because one of the things that my business also needs is me as a human. I know as a business owner with my style and my personality that I would not fully be able to rest and be away if things keep churning along without me there. There's a bit of my attention that just starts to turn there and I want to go be at the pool and I want to go be camping and I want to take a break because I think that is a better investment in both me and in the business. So that's pretty cool to be able to make that decision. And, And I'm really grateful that I get the chance to be able to experiment and try these ways. Because I tried working over my parental leave. I took a full leave. I am trying taking breaks. Like Just the ability to experiment and moderate and modulate and figure out what's best. What's the best fit for the business? What's the best fit for me as a human? What's the best fit for me as a business owner is so cool. And I am never ever like lost on how lucky I am and how grateful I am to be able to have these opportunities to experiment. When thinking about designing a business, it's important to design the kind of business you want to be living in. For me, it is always it has always been one of our long-term goals to take August off every year from business and to enjoy summertime and fun time with our kids. We want family time, and I want to be the kind of business owner that takes breaks and has deep periods of rest, not only for the pure enjoyment of the rest, but also because of how wonderful they can be as a counterpoint for doing great work and for recharging and actually realizing paradoxically your potential because you're able to take breaks. It's something we don't do enough in our culture, and I want to not only live it, but I also want to model it. I also hope to take a winter holiday, a week-long spring break, and quarterly breaks to be with my kids. In addition to this August vacation, whether the August vacation is 10 days or two weeks or a full month, that remains to be seen as we grow both the business and I see what my kids' lives look like when they are in schools. But I want to talk about this and move towards the business strategy side, which I was just starting to hint at. The reason that I started to think about taking a break and and doing a summer vacation, and maybe this applies to you, which is why I'm taking the time to articulate it, is because as I look forward towards where this podcast is going and I look backwards at where we have been, I am at a distinct moment in time where I have two years of content and over 100 episodes here in our library, and a different strategy is needed for launching and creating the start of a project than is needed for sustaining and growing a project. There are different phases of business and different types of attention. And when we have limited resources like time, energy, and money, then it's important to focus on 
the most important thing at any given time. So going forward, when we come back in September and into 2020, you are going to see our episodes change slightly going forward. You're going to see us have, you may or may not be able to tell, but we can go into the strategy behind it uh, in a, at a future date in a later episode. But we are changing a little bit of how we do the interviews and how I do the interviews. We are layering in some more mini episodes and we are keeping our structure and our rhythm. We're keeping our cadence. So there will still be weekly episodes, but I am taking the intensity of the interviewing process and the number of interviews we do down a notch. And we will be replaying some of our past content, some of our best ever episodes so that we will have a weekly show and we will continue to be in everybody's podcast player every single week, but we are going to slow down the intensity of the effort. My original goal when I started this podcast was to start conversations around motherhood and parenting and working, conversations that I didn't see happening. We've now had over a hundred of these conversations and we've gotten so much amazing feedback about the episodes but I have a hunch that we're still playing kind of small. At least I think so. I think the podcast, we currently have amazing devoted listeners and we have people who say that the podcast has changed their life. But I think we can reach a lot more parents and entrepreneurs who, frankly, I would be thrilled to reach. Each episode currently takes about five to eight hours per week to produce, plus more time in researching behind the scenes and reading the books of everybody that I'm meeting, plus vetting all of the candidates and doing outreach and organizing and calendaring and scheduling. And that amount of time out of every single week is a huge amount of time for this project. Now that we have this big platform and this bulk of content, I am shifting my focus as a business owner towards expanding the number of people who get to listen to us and the content that we already have. And I'm shifting from the huge swell of push over the last two years of content creation and taking about half that energy over towards marketing. You can't add new projects to your plate in a vacuum. Something has to shift and come off of your plate first. This is one of the biggest pieces of being a business owner and being an entrepreneur, especially a solopreneur, but also leading any size company that I constantly see people trip up on. And some of my favorite books are Essentialism and The One Thing, because they talk about how critical it is to focus and figure out what that one thing is that you do. And for me to say right now, okay, we're going to continue this rapid pace of podcasting and we're going to add this whole additional project in terms of marketing and outreach and we're going to add these other projects because there's so many projects going on behind the scenes. It's not possible and we either we get more efficient, we hire more people or we shift our focus and we prioritize. So this is exciting. This is really exciting. And coming up, you're going to see me shifting the podcast creation process a bit and doing things in a slightly different sequencing and a slightly different pace, but still bringing weekly content, which I'm thrilled about. This allows us to open up bandwidth towards projects I'm really curious about right now, from digging into advertising and promotion to building out the next scale of the Wise Women's Council for 2020, which is coming up soon, to expanding the organic reach of our podcast because we have we now have really interesting data and keyword searches that are bringing people to our site through organic reach. And there are so many opportunities and places I want to spend my attention that I want to spend it wisely. Sometimes in order to unlock the next piece of the puzzle, you have to try new things. You can't keep doing things the way they've always been done and expect new results. The attachment piece is real here. 
I find myself wanting to do things the way they've always been done, the way they've been done before, because that's the way it's always been done. And it's the way that feels familiar. And well, it's kind of working, so why not stick with it? But that's a safety trap in a lot of small businesses. Just because you've done it one way does not mean that's the way you need to keep doing it. There are small examples of this everywhere. For example, I was trying a new email client called Superhuman, and I was switching from the Gmail interface to the Superhuman interface, and I was trying to learn the new system and the new command line, and I was getting really puzzled over it. And they recommended, they said, during the training, they said, just try it. Try this as your default platform. And I went through the typical learning curve that happens, which is you try something new and it's not as fast as the old thing. And you're like, oh, this is frustrating. I want to go back to the way that I know. I want to go back to the way that's familiar. But about three or four days went by and then I went back and I realized I missed parts of the new system because the new system was so much better. I said, well, that's fascinating. And I had almost made the entire transition over, which is wild. We can learn things much faster than we realize. And shifting to the new system is sometimes prevented only by the architecture of our minds, by our brains that tell us it's too hard. I don't want to. I don't want to learn something new. But if we just jump in and learn it, it actually gets better faster. Another example, I was talking to a good friend of mine about exercise and parenting and how sometimes you need to go to the gym because it's going to make you feel better and you know it will. It's going to release uh, some of the stress, you'll lower your anxiety, you'll get some good feeling endorphins and you'll be more tired and you'll go to sleep better that night. And you're like, yes, I needed that workout. And other times you go to the gym and you're really tired and what you need is rest and you need to back off and you don't actually need more on your plate or more load or more weight on your shoulders. But what you need is rest and restorative practices. And coming from somebody who loves being in my physical body and being in movement, that's saying a lot for me. So as I close, I want to just share with you, I'm really curious about this metal space going forward, what it looks like to be driven and motivated and eager to do work in this world, but also what it looks like to slow down just a hair and let it take its time. It's like slowing down so that we can keep going in a way. Taking the breaks we need to recharge and allowing that time of rest and recovery to be something that actually helps us go faster. It lets us stay in the game. One of my favorite stories of paradox is the story around cars and why cars have brakes. A lot of people think that brakes are part of the car's infrastructure because the car needs to stop. The truth is a car has brakes, not because the car needs to stop. I mean, that's true. But what is stopping for? The ability to push the brake means that you can accelerate because you have the safety of the brake. Brakes allow us to go fast. If we go slowly, if we don't have brakes, we go slowly at a pace where we always know we can jump off and stop. If we're riding a bicycle without any brakes, we're going to pedal about a mile an hour and that's the max because we can always jump off and we'll always stay safe. But with brakes and the ability to stop fast, we can actually go up to high speeds because we have the safety of the brake to hold us. Sometimes slowing down is what allows us to go faster. Maybe it's not that we need to stop completely or stop forever but we need to rest and stay in it at the same time. 
going forward in my dream world of vacation and summers and breaks, I would have <laughs> for the next year, I would have two blocks on my calendar every week. And it, they would be like puzzle pieces. And one of them would be like three hours for napping. And one of them would be three hours for television watching. These would be during the day, like during nine to five when I'm quote air quote supposed to be working. And I would just move those pieces around and be like, oh, you know what's next on my schedule? What's next on my schedule is watching three hours of trashy television. Anyways, I am off to take a break for the rest of the summer. I hope you have an amazing summer vacation. I hope that listening in to how I process things like this and the inside story of what I needed as a person to make this decision and then why I made this decision as a business owner and where we're headed, I hope that's all useful. I always find that when when I hear other people talk about their business processes and their systems and their the way that they think, it is so incredibly useful for me because I learn so much by listening to other people. So I hope that today's episode was useful to you. And while you're gone, or while I'm gone, have an amazing, restful, rejuvenating, restorative time. May you have the thing that you need at this moment in time. And if you know somebody that needs something like the Startup Pregnant podcast, a parent or an entrepreneur that is in the thick of it and needs other entrepreneurs to talk to, do me a favor and tell them about this show because I have heard so many wonderful things about what the show is doing for people and I would love for it to reach more people. Thank you so much. And I will see you in September. Thanks everyone for listening. And if you found this episode useful, valuable, and informative, I have a few more episodes that you might appreciate that talk a little bit more about issues that we brought up today. Go back in time all the way to episode number two for our interview with Annie Dean and looking at how we can design flexible workplaces that make more sense for parents and families. Or if you're fired up, check out episode number 23 with Sarah Lacey of Chairman Mom, where she talks all about overthrowing the patriarchy and why there may be a power or political agenda behind not granting paid leave policies. If you want to dive into more on the conversation about race, social justice, and getting politics into your business and what that looks like, check out episode 36 with Tepsi. Two more that you might like include planning ahead for maternity leave as an entrepreneur, episode number 65 with Ariana Taboada. And episode number 75, we talk about what it looks like to transition back to work after a career break with Rita Kakati Shah. Because oftentimes when faced without time or paid leave, you need to plan ahead for your own maternity leave and figure out a way to make it work. That's what Ariana talks about in episode number 65. But sometimes you take a break and it ends up being one or two or three years and you realize, how do I get back into my work life if that's where I am today? Take a listen to episode number 75 if that's you. I will put all of these links into the show notes and you can always find the episode number either by scrolling through your podcast player and looking for the episode number, or you can go to startuppregnant.com and then type backslash 065075002, whatever the number is that I just listed, enter the three sequence number 
onto our website and you can find our episodes. If you want to browse through all the episodes we've done, you can go to startuppregnant.com slash archive and see everything that we've put forward and put out to date. Thanks for listening, everyone. And you know, I always say this and I mean it. Leave us a review on iTunes if you like our show. It takes a few seconds and it really does help us a lot. If you want more of what we're talking about, go over to startuppregnant.com and get on our email list. We send out a weekly newsletter with time-saving tips for parents and entrepreneurs. And I always include a weekly gadget or tool or something awesome that we've stumbled upon to help make your life just a little bit easier. And as always, you can reach out to us at hello at startuppregnant.com. We love hearing from you.